Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Wednesday. It is October 19th. We start up with another prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. Let us pray. Stir up, we beseech you, O Lord, the wills of your faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may of you be plenteously rewarded. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, we are going to be looking at a pretty substantial block of text today. It's Isaiah chapter 22. I believe it's the whole chapter, which is verses 1 through 25. I apologize in advance. I bit my tongue pretty badly yesterday, and it is swollen. So there might be a few edit points in this. Uh, talking is a little bit difficult, but hopefully things will go smoothly. But I thought if you see things moving around a little differently or it looks uh, different, that is why. But anyway, we read Isaiah 22, verses 1 through 25. Hear the word of the Lord. The oracle concerning the valley of vision. What do you mean that you have gone up, all of you, to the housetops? You who are full of shoutings, tumultuous city, exultant town. Your slain are not slain with the sword or dead in battle. All your leaders have fled together without the bow they were captured. All of you who were found were captured, though they had fled far away. Therefore, I said, look away from me. Let me weep bitter tears. Do not labor to comfort me concerning the destruction of the daughter of my people. For the Lord God of hosts has a day of tumult and trampling and confusion in the valley of vision, a battering down of walls and a shouting to the mountains. And Elam bore the quiver with chariots and horsemen and Curran covered the shields. Your choicest valleys were full of chariots and the horsemen took their stand at the gates. He has taken away the covering of Judah. In that day you looked to the weapons of the house of the forest, and you saw that the breaches of the city of David were many. You collected the waters of the lower pool, and you counted the houses of Jerusalem, and you broke down the houses to fortify the wall. You made a reservoir between the two walls for the water of the old pool. But you did not look to him who did it, or see him who planned it long ago. In that day the Lord God of hosts called for weeping and mourning, for baldness and wearing sackcloth, And behold, joy and gladness, killing oxen and slaughtering sheep, eating flesh and drinking wine. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. The Lord of hosts has revealed himself in my ears. Surely this iniquity will not be atoned for you until you die, says the Lord God of hosts. Thus says the Lord God of hosts, Come, go to this steward, to Shebna, who is over the household, and say to him, What have you to do here, and whom have you here? that you have cut out here a tomb for yourself, you who cut out a tomb of the height and carve a dwelling for yourself in the rock. Behold, the Lord will hurl you away violently, O you strong man. He will seize firm hold on you and whirl you around and around and throw you like a ball into a wide land. Then you shall die, and there shall be your glorious chariots, your shame of your master's house. I will thrust you from your office, and you will be pulled down from your station. In that day I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hekiah, And I will clothe him with your robe, and will bind your sash on him, and will commit your authority to his hand. And he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. And I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. He shall open, and none shall shut. And he shall shut, and none shall open. 
and I will fasten him like a peg in a secure place, and he will become a throne of honor to his father's house. And they will hang on him the whole honor of his father's house, the offspring and issue, every small vessel from the cups to all the flagons. In that day, declares the Lord of hosts, the peg that was fastened in a secure place will give way, and it will be cut down and fall, and the load that was on it will be cut off, for the Lord has spoken. This is a very interesting prophetic word here, isn't it? Because we have sort of seen the focus being other places on other nations. And now Isaiah is turning it back around. God is speaking about the people of Jerusalem. And it's interesting what is done here uh, in how Jerusalem is being spoken of, right? The oracle concerning the Valley of Vision. Wait a minute. Isn't Jerusalem on a hill? Well, the idea here is that they think they have vision. They think they can see. They think everything is fine, but their hill has become a valley. That's the idea being expressed here. And so we see here that they've gone up. They've gone up on the housetops. They're uh, celebrating. They're looking at their enemies going away. Uh, but they really didn't have anything to do with it. They're celebrating all this. And now they're finding that they are the ones who are receiving judgment. And we see this in verse 5. For the Lord God of hosts has a day of tumult and trampling and confusion in the valley of vision, a battering down of walls and a shouting to the mountains. All these judgments you've heard, you liked them because they were going to the Assyrians and the Egyptians, but there's some for you too. You have not been faithful. You have not followed God as you ought. And so here we have these statements towards Jerusalem. And we see what has happened. God called for for weeping and mourning and baldness and sackcloth, but instead, what were there? Joy and gladness, killing oxen, slaughtering sheep, eating flesh, drinking wine. They were partying. God called for repentance, for grieving, and they did the exact opposite. In fact, instead of thinking about the gravity of their lives and and what God has to offer them, we see here that their motto is a well-known motto. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. We know what that means. It means let's go after the material things of this world because nothing else matters. Let's, Let's party. There's nothing beyond this. So let's dance. Let's get together and, and celebrate ourselves and our, and the material things of this world, right? But God says something else. He says, you need to consider more than this. And he talks here about this one called Shebna. Now, he would have been a leader who believes that he's going to be in charge for a very long time. This idea is, is that he's cut a tomb uh, for himself. This is where he, he's going to rule until he dies. He is in control. He's the one doing all this. But instead, we see that he's going to be thrown down. God is going to get rid of him. And we see in verse 22 that God is going to bring someone else in who will have the authority here. We see in verse 22, and I'll place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. In other words, he is going to be the one who is in charge. He will be the true king. He shall open and none shall shut, and he shall shut and none shall open. God is the one who is doing this, and so this is the one who is going to have authority. And we see in verse 25 this similar statement. Notice how it ends here. We have read this quite a bit recently, right? This idea of how we know this is going to happen. What are the last words here of this chapter? For the Lord has spoken. 
And it's important for us to remember that as we read these words of judgment, as we read about these things, we need to remember that we're reading the word of the Lord and what he speaks comes to pass. Now, we live in a time where we are able to find great joy in the truth that God spoke in his word about bringing salvation to his people, and we have that sure confidence. But at the same time, that does not exclude us from considering how God has spoken and desiring to follow what he has said, to follow his law, to keep his word. And so as we hear these uh, words of judgment, not only on the outsiders here, right, but on the insiders, on the people of God, the, the people who think that they're fine because they are close to God. May we remember that God also disciplines his people. And so may we seek to obe- be obedient to him, be obedient to his word, and be his faithful servants. Let's close up with prayer. Triune God, we are so grateful to know you. Apart from the saving faith you have blessed us with, we know that we are without hope. Grant that we would humble ourselves and strive to bring honor and praise to your name in the presence of those that we come into contact with today. We ask, O Lord, for you to bless the missionaries that our church supports in our country and around the world. You are the Lord of the harvest, and as you send out the laborers, we pray for a plentiful harvest by the power of your Holy Spirit. Today we especially lift up to you, Center of Hope in Sioux Falls. We ask that you would bless their work, that they might share the good news of salvation in Christ and the reign of your kingdom. Strengthen those who work there as they labor for you and help those who are in need in their community. As we serve you in your world today, we ask that you would help us to remember that we rely solely on you for all that we need. Through your word and your spirit today, we ask that you would continue the work that was begun in us to make us holy and to conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. We pray this all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. All right, that gets us through chapter 22. We will kick back up with chapter 23 on Friday. We will see you then. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel. 